Welcome everyone, this is the Chat Footy Podcast, I'm one of your hosts Dave and I'm joined today by my good friend Ben. So Ben, we're going to talk today, we're going to focus quite a lot on Liverpool aren't we? Because that's ultimately where our allegiances lie and we've just watched the Liverpool versus Red Star Belgrade game, so what did you make to that? Um, thought it was pretty decent, I was a bit worried for the first 20 minutes, uh, we didn't look very cohesive again uh, so I was a bit worried I thought it was about time we tried to get a bit of momentum going but yeah something just seemed to click and I thought after that we played really really well kind of got our mojo back um, I thought Fabinho was great really got pro- probably a nice game for him to really make his mark because obviously the opposition weren't amazing but I thought some of his drive forward was great I love the way he got, sort of brought the ball out of midfield and got forward uh, some of his tackling was superb as well really well timed and he just looks a bit of a player um, to be fair I mean he, he did tonight didn't he eventually mm. and I, I looked at that midfield so when the teams came out and I looked and Fabinho was in there and Shakiri in the midfield and I thought you know what it's, I'm not sure about this you know and, and I've not been James Milner's biggest fan but I thought maybe I'd have played Milner in this one um, because Fabinho's not really started off the best, has he? But tonight, and, and again in that first, he's not played though, is he? Really, yeah, really. but even when he's played, he's he's not looked quite in the in the same kind of mindset. He's not looked on the same wavelength as everyone else. Whereas tonight, again, I think that first fifteen twenty minutes, I, I don't think he was great. But then some, he just absolutely grew into the game. And then by the end, he was just a beast. He was he winning was. all the tackles. He was running all over the place. He was using the ball well. And I think he, he, was, he was up there, you know, challenging for the man of the match. Yeah, I think what helped him is he clops at it after the game. He played, uh, it's quite, quite, I don't know if you saw his interview, he said... Um, his birthday present wasn't that he played because it was his birthday the other week. He said his birthday present was that we played his favourite system, a double six, because he played one out and, and him yep. defensive midfielders, which obviously helped him. And I think ultimately he's got to sort of adapt to playing as a single holding midfielder, I suppose, like Henderson has been, because that's ultimately how we tend to play under Klopp. So, um, yeah, a lot of work to do still, but I think he's shown some real glimpses that he just looks really athletic which I really like about him he's tall he's lean got a good touch he's got a good engine he's not afraid of a tackle so um, yeah I thought it was really positive and I thought the other sort of standout player was obviously Shakira as well who was excellent now I do have to admit so I <laughs> really quite sceptical should we do a bit, of, a bit of context that you were pretty adamant that it was not a great signing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even for 13 million, I was like, you know what? I've just not. He's one of those players for me that just flatters to deceive. And I, I just thought, even for 13 million, I, I just don't see where he fits. But, I, I, and I also thought, well, it's across that front three. So who's he going to dislodge? He's not going to dislodge Firmino. He's not going to dislodge Salah. He's not going to dislodge Mane. So he's just going to be a bit part player. But, you know, everything that I've seen about him since even going back to the friendly, 
that overhead kick against United. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, actually, you know what? It's, he might just be a player here. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, but he does. I mean, tonight, I thought he was man of the match. Like I say, I yeah, thought yeah. there were a few standout performers. I thought Fabinho was great, grew into the game. I thought Robertson looked fantastic again. You know, another brilliant signing. I mean, for eight million, that's 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 a crime, really, that we got him for that. I think yeah. the only thing I saw him do was he did get a bit of a nosebleed. You know, so he's brilliant at putting in those low crosses, but yeah, clearly don't tonight. get him but, to shoot. <laughs> yeah, wasn't great, but. Um... No, you're right. It's interesting. The Shakiri thing is interesting because I had a completely different approach to it. I was kind of like, well, 30 million is nothing. And I just kept thinking back to when the front three looked jaded last season. There was just nobody really sufficient to come in. Obviously, Solanke would play a lot, but I don't even see Shakiri as a direct replacement. And I never saw him as a replacement. I just saw him as an option. And I've got to be honest, I was surprised about how well he looks that he can play that number 10 deeper role. Yeah, he did it against Huddersfield a bit, and uh, he's just very good on the ball, and he can pick a pass. And I think what was encouraging, especially in the Huddersfield game, he sort of did the defensive part of the job. So he didn't go yeah. too gung ho. He sat deep when he had to, and he's just got a great touch, and his awareness is is really good as well. So I think he's already looking a bit of a snip, to be honest. And he's already had four or five assists already. He's not played that much really. So yeah, it's all looking good. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a positive night, and I think it's like most fans. I think the last few weeks I've been obviously it's been great. We've been winning, and when we're not playing well, but at some point you've got to start playing well again because you're not going to get away with that for too long playing poorly and grinding results out. So mm-hmm. Tonight there were just sort of those signs that we've hopefully come through that striker lack of flair issue I suppose and it was definitely coming back tonight and the front three all scored which is obviously brilliant um, hopefully we can take that into the Cardiff game which we should win if we play well enough and then we've got the massive Arsenal game so I think it's important we get a few good performances before that Arsenal game because they obviously look pretty decent at the moment so it's going to be a hell of a tie, tie a hell of, not a tie but a tussle yeah, I think so. I mean, just just finishing up on on Shakiri though. I think the thing I'm impressed with the most, he just looks. I mean, effervescent is is the word that keeps coming to my mind. He just looks so busy. Yeah. In everything he does, and he looks like he's got a real urgency about him. Yeah. And that layoff for the first Salah goal was just sublime. I mean, he, he actually provided what what they call like a hockey assist. So it's the it's the assist before the assist. You know, he played Robertson through again. Just the weighting of the pass was just perfect. Yeah, it was, but I thought he I thought he'd underhit it, and that was just perfect. Yeah, and and like I say, there's the the I think it was a friendly game. So even when he was just making his cameos, and and I, have to, I do have to say both with with Shakiri and with Fabinho. Klopp's done it again, hasn't he? He did it with Oxlade-Chamberlain. He did it with Robertson. He brings the players in and then they just sit on the bench for weeks and weeks. You know, and everyone's like, oh, well, what's the point in buying him? Well, he's working with them on the training pitch saying this is our system. Yeah. And to be effective in our system, you need to understand it and practice, practice, practice it. And then so by the time they actually break into the side they actually slot in and uh, and do a job there. 
but it was one of the friendlies where you know Henderson everyone's whipping boy it seems never been mine He's no, no, but but a lot of people don't don't no, no, particularly don't, like him. But I don't, I don't, I've never got that personally. But but Shakiri was pinned in, you know, by uh, by a couple of players pressing him, and you could see Henderson's pointing back to the goalkeeper, send it back, send it back, and he just spins around and hits a forward ball right into into the striker's feet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just a completely different mindset. He's not got a not a defensive bone, but it, his first instinct seems to be to be positive. Yeah. And like I say, it's the urgency that's that's jumped out at me the most that I've been so pleased with. And so, yeah, I'd happily hold my hands up. I thought he was. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, thought he was going to be uh, again. I was. I, th- I think back to like the Rafa and the Julia days, where they were always trying to get the bargain signings. You know, so still, still paying a lot of money for them, but not the top top players. And you know, just filling out the squad with you know good or decent players. And and that's what I was thinking with Shakiri. It's like, well, he's not really going to add anything, but. Hold my hands up. He he absolutely has, and not not just to the squad, but you know when needed, when you can go on the front foot, when you're at home and you can load up with front uh, with forward thinking players a bit more. Yeah. You know he's, he seems to be a great option to have. I mean, if Stoke had stayed up, we wouldn't have bought him because they would have said, "Oh, we want forty, fifty million quid for him, probably." Yeah. So to get him for that price is just phenomenal. For, for more than anything else he's got a lot of Champions League experience he's an established international he's got I don't know how many caps so it's just a no-brainer to get somebody of that quality for that price and you could put it in perspective against any other signing probably this summer that where clubs have paid I, don't, I can't think of one to mind but you know clubs have paid let's pick on Everton shall we well, I mean they, they usually Everton, pay a lot Everton <laughs> popped into my head and I thought who have Everton bought alright let's take alright then they bought Ricardson for forty million. I'm not now. All right, he's a bit younger, and he may turn out to be world class, but he's cost a quarter of the price almost of Ricardson. So that's good enough for me, just to put it in some sort of perspective. So yeah, you know, yeah. So long may it continue. I think even makes you wonder if that's why it's probably not related, but why we pulled out of the Fekir deal possibly, and he thought, oh, maybe Shakiri can do that job occasionally, because I think against certainty like if we played that way against Arsenal I don't think we could probably get away with it I think you have to play a bit more of a solid three in midfield but obviously when you so many teams come to Anfield and just park the bus he's perfect because he gives you that extra sort of body that eye for a pass his long range shooting is phenomenal as well so we haven't really seen a lot of that and think of some of those goals he scored for Stokes you've always got that option as well if you need to try and ping a long ranger in so um, yeah yeah really good and Again, the back four or five looked really solid, so it was a good night. I mean, they, apart from the first 15 minutes, they weren't much opposition. But um, it was a good night, and I'm not sure about the other result, if that was good for us or not, a draw. I just can't make up my mind if I want... I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? Well, typically, I, I'm quite happy if it's a draw because, you know, there's a point lost. Yeah, well, that's... that's but it's, it's, it's open, isn't it? That's that's the thing that makes me a bit nervous that it's quite an open group. But then if we play like tonight, and if we play as well as we can do, I think we should be okay. And I, I, I still think we can go to PSG and get a result as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the difference between their front three, who are world-class... They're individuals. They're all individuals, and none of them are thinking about defending particularly much. So the no. difference between their front three and our front three is is massive, isn't it? Just in terms yeah. of that defensive shielding that they give the midfield. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's happened again tonight. They've come up with against a high class of opposition and they've not they've not got a result. Well they've got a result, but it's not not a great one given that they've you know dropped points already. They've dropped what, five points now, haven't they? So not good from yeah. that point of view. So yeah, it's interesting. Obviously we've got same opposition in two weeks or whatever so we should hopefully be on nine points and then those two are slugging it out so we'll have a really good idea of what we need to do depending on that result but I wouldn't put anything past Napoli beating them at home I'd I'd quite fancy Napoli actually yeah so theoretically you could be talking we've got nine if we win and they've PSG have got four so really Probably a draw over there would do it, wouldn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, interesting though. Yeah, not not a great night for them really, even though they salvaged the late draw. So yeah, nice to be top of the group. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Can't can't really argue, can you? After after three games, and out of all the English teams, I mean, <laughs> it's not just the old red tinted specs. I think we did get the toughest group, and yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah pro- probably. I think. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably shade Spurs. I think Spurs have got a tough group, and they're pretty much. I think they're out now, aren't they? They're not going to. They ain't going to qualify now. I don't think. No, no. Unless they go and win in Barcelona, which I just can't see. I mean, they needed to win tonight, didn't they? And uh... yeah, they should have won. I watched a lot of the game, and they they were streaks apart in terms of ability. But yeah, they were. Yeah, they were a bit unlucky as well. The ref made some really poor decisions against them but they should have had enough quality to kill them off and they didn't and that was a bad result because PSV weren't great yeah but obviously on the back of Man United losing last night it's been a good couple of days <laughs> well I mean anything sorry, else on the on a- well I just wanted to say I said Man United lost sorry Man United got outclassed I should have said <laughs> I tell you what I, I do have to say De Gea again you know he just all right, he didn't he's save them any. Save everything with my legs. Yeah, no, there was one. It was actually from Ronaldo, and he just Ronaldo just pinged it, and it was flying right for the like the yeah, near post it. top corner, and De Gea jumps across like Billy the Fish and yeah. uh, just saves it. He just is phenomenal, and you know I still maintain he he stops that side from being a mid table side. I agree. I think over the last few years, some of the stuff he's done, has, I don't know how many points he's won them over the last few years, a ridiculous amount, because he's he's helped paper over some ever-widening cracks, I think, because he's that good. Much to my annoyance a lot of the time, but yeah, he is world-class. So while we so we are on the Liverpool side of the uh, the chat footy podcast at the moment, so Chris raised some interesting points yesterday. Um, which I thought we'd we'd cover a bit. So, from Chris's perspective, uh, and it was a good rant cast. <laughs> um, so, from Chris's perspective, Mourinho's being a bit hard done by at the moment. Yeah. So he's uh, being targeted by the FA, and um, 
and Chris seems to think that Klopp and Guardiola and Kante all do the same things, you know, but uh, because the media love them and they hate Mourinho, that uh, Mourinho gets a, gets a hard time of it. So um, just asking someone in the pub, I mean, what, what do you think of that? Okay, so maybe after he stopped laughing, we'll we'll come back to him a bit later. So, I mean, what else did, did you watch the whole game last night? Then the Juventus Man United game. I did watch all of it? Yes. Do you enjoy it? I enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> um, so apparently, I mean, Mourinho thinks that he he just needs a bit more money. I think to compete. Well, he has only spent. What is it? Has he spent half a billion? Is it, is it half, quite half a billion? I don't know. Yeah, he's he's not had that much to spend, to be fair. Um, no, he's spent a hell of a lot of money. But um, I think it's fair to say that his, his eye for a player is currently a little bit questionable. Um, and he just made me laugh, really. Just the, just the whole sort of making out that Juventus were... Well, <laughs> they were streets apart last night. But the fact that... It, he sort of portrayed it as this insurmountable gap that they were on a completely different level to Man United in term, in every sense, which I found pretty comical. Um, and just just the way he talked about, like Juventus had this unlimited budget, a bit like PSG, and could buy anyone they wanted. But you look at the players Juventus have bought; they've been very clever with who they've bought. They haven't spent. I mean, that guy in midfield—I can't remember his name—the Uruguayan fellow who's twenty-one. He ran the show last night. He was awesome. He cost them £8 million. Um, <laughs> just to put it in some sort of perspective. So for Mourinho to come out and bleat about money and all this and that they can't get to that level, I just thought it was hilarious and absolutely comical. And I think it just sums up Man United's current malaise that they've got this... It's like, it's like, um, it's like pin a tail on the donkey, their transfer approach. They just sort of go out and pluck put these players out of midair with no real structure or philosophy of how they're going to fit into the team and how they're going to play and that's what they play like they, they have these weird 20 minute bursts where they start chasing the game like the Newcastle game is a prime example they just bombed everybody forward and the team sort of wilted under the pressure but Juve is a different beast they just didn't wilt I thought Man United just looked very very average they didn't I just watched them and I thought I don't really know what they're trying to do at least with, even when Moyes was there, you, you sort of knew what they were trying to do. He'd get it wide and get a ball in the box. It was a bit primitive, but you could see he had a philosophy, whether you agreed with it or not. With Mourinho, I just don't know what, I don't really know what it is. Um, and it's obviously quite enjoyable at the moment <laughs> to watch it all. Well, now Ben, I, I think we should not beat uh, two down on Manchester United. I mean, Liverpool and Manchester City at the moment are playing some absolutely fantastic football that's great to watch, seeing lots of goals, exciting games. So I think we need to spare a moment for for our Manchester United friends. And um, that leads me on to a very important fan appeal, actually. 
Are you driven to distraction and bored to tears every match day? Has all hope gone? Is your only joy in life the hope that Liverpool or Manchester City might lose their next game? Has the cup of delusion that the manager just needs to spend a little bit more money finally runneth dry? (laughs) Do the drugs not work? Do they just make you worse, knowing you'll see Fellaini again? (laughs) Fear not, Manchester United fans, because the football fans around the world are with you. Just open yourself up to a rival fan, and their infectious crying laughter will raise your spirits right up. (laughs) And rival fans, give a Mancunian a smile and a big hug. Hashtag hug a Manc. Okay, so thanks for that, and I think you'll agree, Ben. It's a it's a very important fan appeal there. Yeah, totally, totally, and um, you know, get in touch, and uh, yeah, it's a very serious subject. Yep, and the helpline is oh eight hundred one nothing one nothing one nothing. The oldies are the best. Um, Absolutely. All right, Ben. We wanted this to be just a short one, so brilliant to go through and just uh, narrow our vision a little bit to talking about the things that we love and we love seeing Liverpool win and Man United lose (laughs) we certainly do and it's it's a regular it's almost getting boring because it keeps happening yep yep certainly is right so should we wrap it up there let's do so all right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with us at chatfootypodcast at gmail.com or you could get us on Twitter at chatfooty. I've been Dave. I've been Ben. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers.